check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome to the debut of the High and Inside podcast. I'm your host, DJ Looch. You can find me on Twitter at DJLow4422. And I'm joined by two guys who know a lot about sports, and know a lot about drinking beer and uh, playing sports. Uh, my co-host to my left, Alex Long. Alex, how are you doing today, buddy? Good. What's up, DJ? Not much, man. Just chilling. Had some Looch Farm steak. I'm feeling good. Um, Jacob is the other host we got. Uh, Jacob, how you doing today, buddy? Pretty good. Saying I know a lot about sports, it's a lot of pressure, and also a lie. So, but we'll, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. So the High and Inside podcast. Uh, kind of explain it real quick. Uh, we just basically just debate sports every single day. Uh, we'll be talking, and someone will say something every now and then that's out of line, and one of us will put them in check. Uh, Jacob said something about a pocket passer, and I remember me and Al just grilled him for, for hours. And at the end, Jacob just kind of rolled over. He just, like, gave up. Uh, so this That's is actually how most of these go. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Let's establish the dumbass first podcast real early. All right, at Faye JT. Yep, at Faye JT. He... Yeah, sometimes just articulating his point, man. He knows what he wants to say, but he just can't get it in the right words. And if me and Al are on the opposite side, it's just we're not allowing it. Uh, so, yeah. So, Jacob, Alex. It, it, it leads for some great battles, some great arguments, and should be some super entertaining conversation. We run the fucking suicide hotline after the, after the episode. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, basically what we're doing is we're just going to kind of have our normal conversations, but we're going to be recording ourselves. Um, so first off, I want to dig into the name a little bit, High and Inside. Shout out Alex Long on this one. Uh, he kind of came up with the name. Uh, Al, what, what were your thoughts on this? Because it's, it's kind of a cool idea. Uh, yeah. Well, it's obviously got the double meaning. So all three of us boys, especially in our college years, enjoyed yeah how do you put it a blunt a bowl dab we like smoking weed we like getting high we like staying inside we like watching sports we like betting on sports and we like winning money so high and inside that goes there the second meaning is obviously big baseball fans here one of the most beautiful pitches in the game is the high and inside pitch how do you gain some respect go high and inside with the pitch blaze them up around the blaze them up around the dome back them off the plate a little bit best pitch in the game so it's double meaning it's, it's beautiful what more could you ask for and how do you gain respect at a party you roll up with a blunt and you light it up and you share it with the squad so exactly. i mean both exactly. yeah both meanings are how you gain respect you get high inside i mean in the winter months in college we weren't going to the bar because we live in iowa and it's cold as shit uh so what we're doing is we're blazing up we're betting games and we're getting loud and oh man yeah we're having the time of our lives quite frankly <laughs> So yeah, that, that's where the name come from. I think the Twitter is at high and then underscore the letter N and then underscore inside. 
the Twitter account right now is run by me and Alex here. Jacob uh, doesn't isn't involved with the Twitter account, but basically we tweet out value baseball bets. I think we're nine and nine right now, uh, so only plus money bets, but nine and nine, and we are like plus one point six units, which is solid. Uh, so yeah, check that out for some picks. It's uh, about it. That's all really the high end side does, but we will release the podcast on the high end side. Uh, quick shout out though. Uh, we are sponsored by the Coda Sports Cappers Network. Shout out at Coda Capper Pace. Uh, he's our kind of editor guy. He's the one who kind of because we always wanted to do a podcast. We've always wanted to. We've talked about it. We're for- really, really good at talking. <laughs> I'm super good at talking. It's one of my best skills. I can talk really dumb shit about absolutely anything for a really long time. That's what most podcasts are. So looking forward to it. Yeah, but the, but the editing part, the putting it together, releasing it on a media organization, uh, definitely not our strong suit, gentlemen. Way not over. us. Not us. Just not us. Yeah, well, that's just not our vibe. So shout out to Pace. Yep, shout out Pace. Shout out to Coda, Coda Sports Cappers Network. Uh, so, yeah, before we get into just kind of going, and like I said, we're just basically going to have our conversations. Uh, people are probably going to leave pissed off every now and then at each other because we disagree. Uh, sometimes we have unanimous opinions like LeBron James, the goat. Uh, that's facts. Yeah. That, that's one Tom Brady goat. I mean, facts. two of our unanimous opinions, but other than that, Drew Locke, go. Yeah. Drew, Drew Locke, Drew Locke, go. Uh, which, <laughs> which leads, uh, we kind of want to get our bias out of the way early. Uh, so we want you to know what teams we like so that when Al says Drew Locke's the goat, you understand that not only is Drew Locke actually the GOAT, but Al is a Broncos fan. Uh, so, yeah, let's start with you, buddy. What, what teams do you have allegiance with, we'll say? So, first off, obviously, as he stated, it's the Broncos, and I will make that joke a lot, and it's not a joke. Drew Locke is the GOAT. I ride heavy with Drew Locke. I understand he's been god-awful, and that's the joke. If you don't get it, you're just not a funny person. So, you're going to hear that one a lot. Broncos fan. They're the best. Um, on top of that, we got the Cubs. We've got the Celtics, which I tried not to talk about this year, but they are what they are. My dog is named Tatum. Tatum is well on his way to becoming a GOAT, and that one's legit. Um, and then I am a Minnesota Wild fan. Just became a hockey fan about two years ago, thanks to the Deej here. So I uh, don't know a whole lot about that, but definitely getting there in that world. And the Wild are my team, pretty diehard, diehard Wild fan as far as a year and a half fan diehard fan. <laughs> I am there, top of the list. Other than that, my other go, yeah, I guess yeah, Longhorns, Longhorns are my uh, college team. I, um, I grew up, my family was a Hawkeye, Iowa Hawkeye fans, so I, I do have a little bias towards the Hawkeyes, but my college team is the Texas Longhorns in all sports. And then other than that, we talk about UFC a lot here. And my fighter, my favorite fighter is Israel Adesanya. So I will be sending the house on him every single time. My, when they ask my opinion on any Adesanya fight, which in fact he fights this weekend, so they'll ask my opinion. It's irrelevant. Send the house on every time. Every time. Every time. It's worked every time but one. This is true. So you're up money. Big. I am. But quickly, a funny story here. So when there was talks that Deshaun Watson was going to go to the Broncos, I remember Al's first statement was, well, he's got to beat Drew Locke out in camp. 
And I got to give props to JT because that, that was his first joke to me. He's, he sent me the tweet and he goes, the Broncos will have the greatest backup in the league, dude. This would be insane. He goes, how's he going to beat out Drew Locke? Something along these lines. It's just beautiful. beautiful. It's, it's true. Great one yeah. right there. It doesn't get any better than that. No. He's like, don't injure Drew Locke because Sean wants it. Well, and then there was the Aaron Rodgers talks, and so the joke recirculated. Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is good, but he's now we're talking about a full pitching rotation on a football field. Yeah, we're bringing freaking Drew Locke in for the first. We're bringing A Rod in for the second. Watson in for the third, and Drew Locke again for the fourth. Because as stated before, he's the go. Yes, he finishes. Yep, big finisher. <laughs> So, yeah, that, that's Al's bias. Uh, Jacob, we'll, we'll turn to Technically, you. Technically, Deshaun Watson is a finisher, though. That was good. That was good. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, Jacob, um, obviously. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, I'm a big Patriots fan. Uh, I, To be honest, I ride really heavy with LeBron James, wherever he's at. I'm one of those guys. No fucking shame. So take that one on the chin. But also, I have allegiance to the Celtics, again, just because I've watched so many other games, and I love Boston team, so fuck it. Um, to say I'm a Red Sox fan would be a fucking lie. <laughs> like, like, I follow them on Twitter. I get happy when they win, like, a lot, but I don't watch any fucking games, so I don't really care. I, uh, I fucking love Liverpool soccer, but we'll never talk about soccer. So <laughs> and then I, uh, I'm a big UFC fan. I, uh, I have a few goats. Like, like first of all, John Jones, I think is probably the best fighter of all time, and is just an absolute savage. What he's done is incredible. So yeah, huge dick rider for him. And then uh, Aaron Pico. Probably haven't heard of him. Definitely have to Google him. And y'all just type out most of his name before it pulls it all the way up. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, he's an absolute savage in Bellator. But, yeah, I don't have a ton of sports teams that I really ride heavy for. But I love gambling on sports more than anything. And so, yeah. So sports. Yes, sir. Yeah, so there is their allegiance. Um, kind of riding the Al train. Uh, I like the Cubs. Al turned me into a Celtics fan, uh, just because I watched a billion games. Uh, football, the Vikings, college. I like the Hawks. Obviously, this is a Hawks. Oh no, wait, Jacob likes the Cyclones. Uh, God, during football season, Jacob's gonna be so annoying on this podcast. <laughs> Bro, I don't even say shit about the cycle. I'm gonna fuck about them. He tries to hide that. <laughs> like, like I like, I'll throw in occasional. I'll try to throw one, and then I just get fucking beat the brakes <laughs> off them. And then I'm like, all right, that was good. I'll regroup and come back for the, the next. Most one. talking of he ever was was that good season Brock Purdy had. Yep, bro. <laughs> been real quiet ever big, since uh, the stats have been going down. Listen, I'm a still Brock. I'm a Brock Purdy. <laughs> Purdy truther, Jesus Christ. Easy for you to say. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> Got him. <laughs> he's still good. We don't know. He's solid. It's a seventh year. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dej, you forgot to mention your true go to basketball, though. You got to throw that bias out there. My mellow bias? There it 
Yeah, yeah, I have severe mellow bias. Uh, he's a Celtics fan, but he's really a mellow fan. Yeah. Like, he's a Celtics fan because he's seen so many Celtics games just being my roommate, but he, he's a mellow fan. For sure. Uh, yeah. I, so that, I, one, that one had to get thrown out there. Yeah, that one's probably the most, like, the one that needs to get most sent out there because, like, what most it'll, people think of mellow and what I think of mellow, two complete, like <laughs> – It'll come up the most. Like, most people picture, like, a homeless man, and I picture, like, Thor rising out of the ashes. Like, they're just <laughs> complete opposites. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely my original NBA alliance was with uh, – why did we choose a word like alliance? Why couldn't we have chosen yeah. a different, easier word? Not? What dumbass chose alliance? Oh, shit. So, that's on me for choosing that word. But, yeah, other than that, North Carolina for basketball. Um, I liked them before the hype, uh, which I don't know. They've always been hyped. Yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't How really work. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> my <laughs> – <laughs> I'm 13 in green crayon or was it 12 I'm 12 I'm 12 damn okay I botched that one again wow um I'm on the wild train with Al we didn't really have a team and we can watch all the wild games on Bali sports shout out Bali sports uh even though the login's all fucked and it pisses us off because we can never watch a game but yeah shout out Bali sports um I'm trying to think um Cubs I think I said so yeah that's that's basically it uh, so Vikings. yeah, Vikings. Um, yeah, I think that covers that, that the, the main ones, the ones that matter. You'll hear Basi- the rest of them. Yeah, basically, you'll, you'll ma- figure them out on your own. <laughs> yeah, get a notebook out, start taking notes because we got we got plenty of wisdom to offer. If you're in college, just know that your professor can't teach you what we can. Okay, just yeah. just know that. Uh, but yeah, so kind of the the uh, how this all got started realistically. We have what we call a hoops and steak night here at the ranch. Uh, the ranch. I don't know who named it the ranch. Who came up uh, with that? Kind of both. Honestly. Okay, a little combo. A little combo move. Yeah. So the ranch is uh, Jacob and Alex's house in Johnston, Iowa, which is just north of Des Moines. Uh, so we, they have a basketball hoop outside. So we like to play some basketball. Uh, and then we have a ton of Looch Farm steaks. Uh, you'll probably hear me talk about Looch Farms all the time. Uh, best farm in the world. No. Uh, close feller farms is a close second but that's true yeah uh, al's farm feller farms uh so we have a lot of meat which sounds weird when you <laughs> say it like that <laughs> but we have a lot, a lot of meat that can be grilled a lot of dudes a lot of meat a lot of dudes a lot of meat <laughs> um, so yeah every wednesday we like to have a hoops and uh hoops and uh, steak night and we just thought what if we just record ourselves for like an hour just bs and shooting the shit yelling at each other basically drinking beer smoking weed hitting vapes i mean doing all of the, I mean, what if you could picture a perfect life? That's what it sounds like: eating steak, yeah. playing hoops. I mean, yeah, watching sports. You uh, nailed at least three of the top ten most important things in life. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, easily. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's accurate. So yeah, we decided to start recording a podcast, and basically, there's just no agenda here. We have no political motive. We have no really like plan at all. We're just kind of <laughs> winking this. Um, yeah, we have no script. We, I mean, we're just kind of just literally talking to each other. Uh, sometimes it'll be yelling. Um, oh, quick disclaimer. The ranch is kind of a zoo. Uh, we got, I mean, they have a ton of animals here. DJ will say we when he refers to the ranch because he does have a part-time room here as well. He doesn't live with us, but he comes over enough that it's also his ranch. So that's why he'll call it we. 
Yes. If there was a party here, I would assume that room is mine, which it, it's my room. It's, it's, um, Deej's, it's Deej's room, for yes. sure. And I have a shitload of Looch Farms meat just stored here. Like, I, I'm half true. moved in, honestly. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, they have, what, one, two, three? So they got three dogs. We've got, what, six, seven fish. We have a part-time cat. We have a part-time cat. Um, we're looking into buying an alligator and a moat, <laughs> maybe a shark, and then possibly a jaguar because we have a big tree and it would be cool if a jaguar had oh, a tree out there. That but would be cool. That's as far as our planning has gone for our zoo. But yeah, you will hear a lot of noises. The dogs like to bark at their own shadow, so that will happen. Just fair warning. Yeah, if a vehicle drives by, the dogs will go brazy. Um, and it- there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. I've tried. It's a long, it's been a long time. I hate it, but we live with it. They're with us. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause it's all bark, no bite. Like someone can come in that oh, door. The biggest pussies, <laughs> biggest pussies. Two of them are my, the biggest barkers. Bella doesn't, Jacob's dog, Bella doesn't even bark that much. The biggest barkers are mine, Ranger and Tatum. And they are the biggest pussies. Ranger will start pissing when you yell at him. If you raise your voice even slightly, he'll squirt everywhere. <laughs> and Tatum will immediately hide in my lap. And she's a 50-pound border collie lab mix, golden retriever mix. Like, she's sizable dog. Doesn't need to be a pussy. And barks the loudest. But has just wants no smoke, ever. It's the most frustrating thing. It's like the opposite of what I want. I want a dog to be quiet, but will fuck you up. And my dogs are loud pussies. It's just not ideal. But that's what we got. So you're going to hear barking at some point. Power through. Uh, yeah, we're, we're saying this more for your sanity. Like, no one should be like, damn, did my neighbor get a dog or something? Or, like, what am I hearing? Why is there a dog in the middle of the interstate? No, that, 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 that's from the recording here. Uh, but... Yeah, I think we got kind of the breakdown of who we are, what's going on, how this all happened. So I say we just dive right into it. What do you boys think? Yep, let's send it. All right, so big UFC card. And I know absolutely nothing about UFC. I've heard of this cat named Conor McGregor. Everyone's talking about him. Well, they were a long time ago. but And then there's this, like, oversized bear named Khabib or something like that. Um, he just wrestles down little. I don't know. I don't I have no idea. I don't know the UFC. So anytime there's a UFC card, I just hit up Al and Jacob and I'm like, hey, is this a good card? Because I need to know first, do I need to watch it? Uh, then they'll let me know. They're like, yeah, it's a decent card. Or, you know, they'll just basically break it down for me. And they'll be like, all right, who do I bet? Uh, and from Al's advice, Faye JT, which handily that is his Twitter name. Um, but yeah, they're my UFC guys. So I'm going to let them tackle this. Because again, I other than Adesanya, I really don't know who's fighting. So yeah, why don't you guys just take it away? What's going on with this UFC card? Pretend I'm asking you for the first time. What's going on this weekend? So, first off, fantastic ass card, top to bottom. Usually, you get maybe, you know, three, four good fights throughout the entire main card, prelim, early prelims. This one, the entire card, you know, I know someone off of, you know. Every single fight, I know someone in. Early prelims, normally, you have no fucking idea. <laughs> They're absolute no ones. Prelims, maybe the last two fights, you're going to start to start knowing some names. And then the main cards are going to be guys you know. This one is thick as fuck. Thick with two C's. All the way out. Got anything to add there, JT? 
this one is not you really summed up perfectly. Okay. Like I was like, yeah. It, anytime Adesanya is fighting on top of Nick Diaz fighting with him too, it's just it's a bananas card. Like that's yeah. Those two together is a crazy pairing. Yeah, just starting off on the main card, you got two championship belts on the line with Adesanya defending his belt against Vittori again. Adesanya Vittori number two. Then you also have Figueredo for the flyweights defending against Moreno, who their first fight was arguably the best fight of all time. T- top fucking five for sure. And it was, what, six months ago? Absolute brawl. Yeah. Like, it, not too long ago, it was their very last fight. It was an immediate rematch. Should be an abs- should be a fucking a dying book. I'm almost more excited for that one than I am for my favorite fighter, Adesanya's fight. Because he... Quite frankly, he should wipe the floor with his bomb. Like, this guy doesn't deserve the fight. But we'll move on. <laughs> then, under that, Al's got me. the third fight is Leon Edwards, who's 18-3. and three. Like, he's he's a savage. He's a freak of nature. Against Nate Diaz, who's – he's as close to a superstar, like, outside of Conor McGregor as you can get. Yeah. Like, people will pay to watch fucking – people will pay to listen to Nate Diaz try to talk. Yep. He doesn't speak English. <laughs> he speaks like he's taken a lot of punches to the face over years, which is exactly what he's done. But he's fucking hilarious, and he puts on a fucking show no matter what he does, especially in fighting. It's like, oh, this should be a hell of a matchup. Like, probably the best fight on the card. That's I, on. It's between it's between Edwards Diaz and Moreno Figueredo for my fight of the card. After that, I mean, you got Damian Maya against Belial Muhammad. Maya's a legend of the game. Belial Muhammad's 18-3, and three, huge name, up-and-comer. Got Paul Craig, 14-4, against an 8-0, Jamal Hill. I, it's just a solid, solid card thickly throughout. The UFC blesses us with these cards probably once every, I don't know, these kind of cards, once every year. But we've got two mm-hmm. so far, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we just had one a couple months ago. Yeah, we just had one a couple months ago. It's crazy. But. So, I'm not going to get into it too deep with you guys because I could take up our entire hour breaking this card down. <laughs> so, I'm just going to hit you up with exactly like what Deej said. If he were to text me asking for what I think, these are my thoughts on the card. So, for the early prelims, I really only have one thing to mention, and that's the Chase Super fight versus Steven Peterson. I haven't Seeing the, I haven't looked at the odds, seen the odds. I love Chase Hooper to death. I think he's fucking awesome. I think he's super hilarious on Twitter. I think he's a super fun fighter to watch. But having said that, I think he is extremely overhyped. And I think the lines show that. Typically, in his last two fights they have at least, he has been the heavy favorite in his last two fights, and he has been completely outclassed. And he just, he has, he's an incredibly gifted grappler. Jiu-Jitsu is what he's good at. Unfortunately, he doesn't have very, has very poor takedown, which you need to get to the grappling. He has even worse striking, which is where the fight starts. And I think the lines typically just show that how much of a liked fighter he is outside of fighting. 
And so again, I haven't seen the lines. I had no absolutely nothing about the Steven Peterson guy. So do a little research on it. But my typical standpoint is I like to fade Chase Hooper a little bit. Yeah, he's again, he's he's absolutely hilarious. Like he's he's it's hard because he's super likable and mm-hmm. it's one of my biggest flaws. I fall in love with fighters and I get emotionally attached. <laughs> yeah. Like like you you get into the fight game and you start like liking fighters and hating other fighters and then you start betting like you think and it's fucking tough. And you go oh it's like twenty three. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, he Hooper's so weak on the feet. And heavy jiu-jitsu guys don't have a ton of success in UFC. So it's hard to see, like, him just – especially if the odds are, like, heavy in his favor. It's like, if this guy has any striking, it's not – it's going to be a tough night for him. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's not necessarily I like to fade Chase Hooper. It's I like to look at the value opposite of Chase Hooper more so. Because I do I, – I really like him, and I – would prefer not to bet against him, but the lines have definitely shown that he can get overvalued, which if you're a good better, you're going to expose that. You have to. So moving to the prelim card, I know, actually I know all of these spikes, <laughs> but um, so the, f- the first fight versus a 14-0 I, I don't know that guy. Some Russian name with way too many vowels. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it for you guys because <laughs> the name's a fucking nightmare. Versus Hakeem Duwadu. I've seen Hakeem fight maybe once or twice. I mean, typical up-and-comer. A lot of power, a lot of speed. Haven't seen the full repertoire of his game. So I don't know a whole lot. I'm not going to say much on that one. Joanna Calderwood versus Lauren Murphy. That should be a actually super that should be a super solid female fight but i'm not gonna put any money on it don't know enough about it <clears throat> eric anders versus darren stewart i really like aaron eric anders big fan of him if i'm not mistaken he's the uh, former alabama player correct jt mm-hmm. yeah Ooh. eric anders former alabama safety linebacker hybrid super athletic dude still learning the obviously he was short or not sure, but late to the party in terms of learning the sport of mixed martial arts. So he is a little raw in some areas, but his athleticism and his advantage in his athleticism is very apparent in his fights. And Darren Stewart, I, I mean, I've, I've seen him enough to, he's not super athletic. He's not, he doesn't bring a ton to the table. I think Eric Andrews is, I think Eric Anders has gotten the short end of the stick his past couple fights just due to some, again, I could break it down for you guys but get way too into it i think he's got the short end so i think he's due for some good luck i think he bounces i think eric anders is a good play here i don't know the line a whole lot but i like his name right off the bat drew dober and brad riddell should be a really solid fight it's 23 and 10 drew dober versus 9 and 1 brad riddell i'm not gonna put any money on it it's there's just not i I've seen both of them a good amount, but they're so evenly matched and they're so similar that I, I just, I have no, you know, there's, there's no gut feeling there. If there's no gut feeling as a better, you probably shouldn't force it. You want to hit on anything before I move to main card? Uh, 
No, I. Eric Andrews, James Stewart has the real possibility to be an absolute like fireworks. Yeah, that, that could be like a, one of the most fun fights oh, on that, the card. That could, yeah, that could for sure end up being like the fight of the night. That could be the best fight on the card on an absolutely stacked card. So that's definitely one to watch. It's usually Eric Anders for sure is definitely actually they're both big strikers. So <clears throat> although Eric Anders does like to throw in that football tackle every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> yep, real straight up blitz somebody. Yep, just comes natural, <laughs> quick double leg. It's, it's not. It's literally not even an MMA takedown. It's like the Brendan Schaub just tackle. Yep, just tackle. I'm, I'm, I'm a tackle you. You're a running back in the hole. <laughs> so the first card or the first fight on the main card, Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill should be good. Jamal Hill's eight and zero. Paul Craig's fourteen and four. An established bet. I'm not gonna bet on it. I don't know shit about this Hill. I've only seen Paul Craig maybe twice. I know I've heard a lot about him. I know he has had some exciting fights, but I don't know enough to bet. Damian Maya, Belial Muhammad. I think that I'm going with Muhammad here. I'm assuming he's going to be the pretty heavy fave. Damian Maya should be like 42 years old, somewhere around there. He's really incredible, incredible. Probably one of the best the UFC's ever seen in terms of jujitsu. But as we spoke on with Chase Hooper, that's one aspect of it, and it's the hardest aspect to get to. You start on the feet. If you can't take them down, if you can't strike with them, how are you going to get to the jujitsu without, you know, kind of lucking into it a little bit? And not that Belial Muhammad's that good. I think he will will get taken down. I think he, you know, he very well might get tapped out. He might, you know, he could get beat. But I think he is the overall better fighter. And I think out of 10 times, I think he wins six or more times. <clears throat> then on to the good ones. I uh, have Leon, Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz is tough. It should be a super exciting fight. Strategically, I would say throw Leon Edwards in a parlay, maybe with Leon Edwards, Adesanya, and maybe Belial Muhammad or Devison Figueredo, if you're going to put him in, because I believe Nate Diaz is plus 500. But when you're getting someone like Nate Diaz at plus 500, it's hard not to throw a little something on him. He's such a dog. He's such a dog on the lines, and he is such a dog in the cage, dude. He can literally beat anyone, any night. He, there's no give up on, on him. He's lost one fight by knockout. In thirty something fights, or twenty five fights, yeah, something like that. Let's see. Yeah, 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 twenty one and twelve. He has one TKO. Yep, yep. He will not. He will not quit. He will stand there and he will talk shit and he will fight till the very end. He might get like outstruck, and that's why he has twelve losses. He may get outstruck. He may get you know beaten this way that way. He will not quit. He's going to be in your face and he's going to want it more than you. He's incredible. I mean, pretty, pretty tight boxing. He's got really, really fucking nice jujitsu. Yeah, he really doesn't have a whole incredible cardio. Like at plus five hundred, it's insane not to give him something. Like he, there's, there's definitely a lot of opportunities for him to win any fight, especially this fight. Leon Edwards has one fight in the past two years in which it ended after a round and a half because he poked him in the eye. Yeah. So there could be a lot of rust there. Nate Diaz could definitely capitalize on that, plus 500. 
had to. It's hard not to, like I said. Why is there so much hype on this Edwards cat? He's really good. He is okay. really, really talented. He's, a, he's, a really he's super talented. He was on a – he his one loss in his, like, past – 10 his one his one loss in the ufc is to kamara usman and it was like his second fight in the ufc Oof, yeah. yeah it's tough so he's he's on a hell of a roll and he's he's really really talented he's super quick hands super clean striking pretty sure a black belt in jujitsu like really really good talented as fuck just no 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 what's the word notoriety no hype no people don't talk about him but that's also what happens when you don't fight for two years. Yeah. And he also doesn't talk a whole lot. He's kind of laid back, quiet guy. So, but he's the guy that uh, got punched by Jorge Masvidal in the tunnel when the uh, three piece in the soda. Oh shit. Meme came out. That, yeah. was, that, that was him. That, okay. That, that's Leon Edwards. That's oh, that's what he's most known for. That's <laughs> that's how little he talks. But incredible, <laughs> incredible fighter. And he very he may very well be able to beat Jorge Masvidal's ass. That'd be a hell of a fight. I'd love to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be a great fight. Like, that'd be a great fight to set up. I don't know why it hasn't been set up yet. Promo's already been made for you. Yep. But <laughs> Dana White, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but let's get on it, man. Anyway, to the next one, Figueredo versus Moreno. This one's tough. Figueredo is a freak of nature at flyweight. He has one-punch knockout. Like the flyweights literally never seen before. But then at the same time, Moreno ate so many of those clean, so called one touch one touch knockouts, knockout power. He well, ate he's so also many. he's also taken two. Like so he's, they went to draw the first time. They fought again. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is only the second. Yeah, yeah. They went to the draw the first. Yeah, this yeah. is the second. My bad, my bad. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's already so if he's already taken five rounds of it, like Connor didn't knock out Nate in the second one. Like Nate took all those punches, took them all again. Like that doesn't really change. Like your chin's not gonna change. So it's gonna be like a brawl. Yeah. I guess the question that arises from this is how much do we believe what Figueredo's camp has said in terms of him being sick in the hospital the night before? Because that definitely would affect your strength. Yeah, that would. If that, that would happened. for sure. But I'm not trying to make judgments or assumptions or anything like that. But we heard nothing of it leading up to the fight. And I don't know. He just kind of seems like the type of guy that would pull excuses out of his ass <laughs> something about a dude who put a pink stripe through not the middle but like the side of their hair like not not the side of their head but like three quarters up the side like yeah it's not in any way shape or form like oh yeah <laughs> i don't know oh like, just blunt. he wears very absurd clothes i i don't know like he he seemed, I guess what I'm trying to say, he seems like the type that would make shit up. Yeah. And so I don't know how much stock to put into that. And so I guess I'm probably going to stay away from this one in terms of betting, unless when I check the lines, I probably should check the lines before this podcast, but fuck it. Unless when I check the lines, there's an extreme value in my opinion, one way or the other. But I'm going to stay away from this one and I'm just going to watch as a fan and it should be a fucking fantastic fight. I would say, from my understanding from what you guys are saying, this might not be the best 
betting fight, other than obviously Adesanya, who's the lock of all lock, but just one hell of a just to watch, yeah. like entertainment. Yeah, incredible in, in entertainment standpoint, no doubt. Yeah. And then, yeah, that kind of a great fucking entryway into our main event, baby. The man himself, the last style bender, Israel Adesanya, versus some goober <laughs> named Marvin Vittori. Who's this fucking guy? Or in the words of Conor McGregor, who the fuck is that guy? I mean, as Adesanya put it, this guy's most, this guy's best win of his career is his loss against Adesanya. That's what he talks about the most, is a split decision with Adesanya. Yeah, it was, it was Adesanya's worst fight. It was his second fight in the UFC. He... I, he just came out unprepared. I mean, he's, he still beat him. Let's get that out of the way. I've rewatched it multiple times since. He clearly beat him 2-1, to one, arguably 3-1, to one, or 3-0, three, three oh, because Vittori took him down in the third but did absolutely zero damage when he took him down, and Adesanya got up both times. Adesanya literally looked like he could continue to fight another five rounds after it. He didn't touch him. But... Vittori was harder to hit than Adesanya anticipated. Adesanya had a tougher time getting a hold of and touching and hitting and picking apart Vittori than I believe he planned on. That was also a long time ago. That was a different Adesanya. I, I don't, they're not in the same league. There's no, unless Vittori is just so much better of a wrestler and or jujitsu guy than he has ever shown throughout his UFC career thus far. I don't see how, where he plans to beat Adesanya. I just don't. Especially after Adesanya's coming off, you know, he shot for the stars, or he should, you know, tried to get the fucking champ champ, went up to light heavyweight, fought Jan Blakovich, he missed, came up short, lost that one, so now he's coming back down to middleweight to defend his middleweight belt. Just coming off a loss, first loss of his UFC career, He's taken now. He's taken losses in his kickboxing career, so he knows how to take a loss. But it's his first one in his UFC career. You don't think he's going to bounce back against a far inferior opponent? There's no way he puts back. He puts out back-to-back duds. There's just no way. He's one of the biggest stars, one of the best athletes in the UFC. There's no way he puts up back-to-back duds. And on top of that, he's just a better fighter. I'm. That's that's why I'm saying send the fucking house send the yacht send the kids <laughs> take out a loan take out a loan go to your loan officer what it is but those are <laughs> those are mine so to wrap it all up if i'm doing some my bets personally i'm probably gonna throw a little parlay of maybe belial muhammad leon edwards and adesanya and then i will throw a little extra on nate diaz in case he pulls the upset and get that plus 500 cash or plus 500 value, and then whatever is made, whatever is left, whatever I have in my account, whatever I seem as a feasible amount by the time the main event rolls around, I will send on Adesanya. Those are my plans for the night. You've heard it here first, Al's locked. <laughs> See, my thinking on the Adesanya fight, so if they fought, what, Adesanya's second fight in the UFC and Adesanya wins – Okay, who's gotten better since then? Who's progressed more? I think unanimously you, you would say Adesanya's gotten better. 
You know, he's done bigger and better things. So if Adesanya is the better fighter since that fight, and he previously won, then him at, I think he was minus 275 the last time I saw it. I mean, like, I just don't see any, oh, he's going to be so pissed off that he just fucking lost. It's a, yeah. like, dude, he's so locked into this fight. Like, I feel bad for this Moravo or whatever and, the hell. And this don't is. get it wrong. Vittori is a good fighter. He's just, there are levels to this shit. You'll hear that a lot. There are levels to the shit, and Vittoria is a level below Adesanya. He is, he's right around that 5 to 10 range in terms of ranking, and Adesanya is the champ with a hell of an opportunity to be the greatest middleweight of all time. And, I mean, a, a slim, at least an opportunity to become the greatest UFC fighter of all time. Can't say he doesn't have a shot. Obviously, I'm sure JT would like to argue that with Jones, but we'll save, save that for another podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Jacob, you got anything about any any bets, any locks, anything about the UFC card? Because I do have one UFC question I'd like to ask, but I'd like you to get a chance to kind of – what do you think, um, buddy? So, I won't really touch on Paul Craig, Jamal Hill, Bilal uh, Muhammad, Damian Maya, the – only thing to worry about with Leal is he was kind of getting his ass kicked there against Leon right before that was a no contest. Uh, he's kind of getting eaten up a little bit, and his confidence might be shaken heading into this, and he might get caught. But mm, I just I don't know. He's he's such a better striker. Damien's so goddamn old, <laughs> and yeah, Leal's pretty much a lock there. Like it's I don't know be pretty tough for him to lose that one. Um, Leon Edwards, Nate Diaz, the biggest thing with this is Nate's not – he's not a true 170, but he he can still make 155 pretty easily, so calling him a 170 is not really fair. And Leon's like a true 170. Last time Nate faced that with Jorge, he got pretty fucked up, and then – his eye got busted open and had to stop fighting. So that's the big worry with him, but it's Nate Diaz and he is a savage and will walk through absolute anything. And he beat Conor McGregor, so fuck it, he could beat probably anybody. Uh, Figueredo versus Moreno, just absolute brawl. I, yeah, I don't pay too much attention to the flyweight because it's a pretty shitty division. And but these guys are savages. Um, yeah, I, Addy Vittori, the only chance Marvin Vittori has is if he's able to take down Addy in the center of the cage and keep him away from the cage. That's really his only way. Um, if he doesn't do that, he's going to get lit up like a fucking Christmas tree for at least, <laughs> I'm guessing... If you can't take him down at all, there's it wouldn't go past three. Addy will have a vengeance and just be lighting him up. So, yeah, it, it Houser on Addy, like he's he's so goddamn good. Like he, he's such a high level striker. Like if he's, if he's able to stay on his feet, he's gonna beat the fucking brakes off pretty much everybody in this, pretty much in the entire world. So, because he kind of beat. What was it, Blaine? Jo- I can't ever say his name. Blaine Yakovich, whatever the fuck, whoever he just yeah. lost to. I mean, when they were on their feet, it seemed like Addy was winning that part of it, and that's when Blaine's like, "All right, I'm gonna take his ass to the ground because I know I'm way bigger than him." 
uh, which then Addy was just kind of fucked, but it wasn't. I mean, it, wasn't substan- it, was. it wasn't substantial, like yeah. in Addy's favor. It was. But... Di- it was disappointing for sure. He didn't move. He wasn't able to avoid Jan's hits as well as I anticipated. And obviously, just being a middleweight coming up, his power didn't seem to affect Jan as much as his power affected middleweights. And so the feet looked a lot more in that one. The feet looked a lot closer than Addy normally is. He normally just picks people apart. And as like JT said, looks like the greatest striker on the face of the fucking earth yep. a lot of times. And I think, I think, like I said, we just got a dud. I think with this, <clears throat> they don't, superstars don't do that twice. Winners, winners come back, they don't lose twice. They're going to correct the mistakes, and there's no way you're getting back-to-back losses out of it. So I'm not. It's got to be a house hit. Yep, take out a loan. Go to your loan officer and just tell them, Addy's going to win. They'll get it. And if they don't get it, find a new loan officer. That's on them. Yeah, that's on them. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I have a question. Uh, I obviously have, obviously have no idea. But just so I'm going to call it a series. I don't know what they call it. But, like, when Nate Diaz and McGregor, they faced each other three times or two? Fought two? Twice so Fought twice. So, in my opinion, those two fights were insane. Like, those were two of the best series fights. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the best series ever to be in the UFC? Like, there's been a decent amount of them. But in your guys' opinion, what's the best series? Or, like, back-to-back, like, where they fought twice because the first fight was so amazing. Typically, the word you're looking for is trilogy. Trilogy. There we go. Because And there will be a, a McGregor at DS3. I, a, more, more than likely, let's yeah. say that. I can't say anything for certain. But that fight they can make any time because that promo is already set by fights one and two being insane as fuck. So they can sell that whenever. That's why they're capitalizing off of the higher-hyped matchups right now with both of them. So that one will be a trilogy. So that's why I'm considering that as along with the words there. Um, DC Miocic was really good. DC Jones. DC Jones was it's super. I mean, it's two of the goats going at it. So unfortunately, Jones. Not unfortunately, but unfortunately for the trilogy's sake. Early on, Chuck and Tito. Chuck and yeah, Chuck, Chuck and Tito was the first. Chuck, Chuck and Tito, Tito was literally Chuck the first of the not. UFC. It was the first rivalry. There. Um. Honestly, those two because they did it, and it was honestly, I think Nate Diaz, Connor too was like the highest paying pay per view at the time. Like it's really hard to top that as like you know a tr- like a trilogy or like a series fight, you know, where yeah. it's like it's higher than that because those two were. McGregor Poirier doesn't really feel like a trilogy because of. I mean, it, it, it is still, but it also, I don't know, for some reason it doesn't to me. Just feels like the second fight. Yeah, it, this really does feel like the second fight. They feel like such different fighters ago. Like, they were both children when they first fought the first time. It was so many years ago. McGregor now has millions of dollars more, <laughs> way different motivations. Poirier has also come an incredibly long way and has a completely different fight style, quite frankly, and a completely different weight class. Like, there's too many different factors 
Yeah. Whereas normally your trilogies are same weight class. Same, yeah. Fight three times. Let's see who's got it. Ghost Rider Garbrandt right, was fire. It was, that was short, fire. but it was fucking up. Especially, especially the fucking press conferences for those. Oh. But yeah, in terms of truly overall the best, I'd, I'd say McGregor Diaz would have to be my number one at least. Yeah, yeah no, I, it's it's impossible to shot with that. Just how crazy it was and how good the I mean, that's was. just two, that's two of your top five, arguably top three superstars in the UFC. Like, yeah, fight each other. Yeah. Well, yeah, what more can you ask for? Also, stylistically speaking, just an incredible stylistic matchup. One dude does not get knocked out. The other dude's a knockout artist. Both strikers, neither of them want to take each other to the ground. Yep. Both willing to fucking die. Well, Nate wants to take him to the ground. Yeah, a little bit. That's true. But still, incredible striker. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. now that I said I wouldn't ramble and dig too deep into the UFC card and have spent roughly 40 minutes talking about it. <laughs> Let's move on to the next subject. Yeah, so basically what I'm taking away from this whole UFC thing, A, it's going to be an insane card if you don't watch it on Saturday. I hope you are either hanging out with Megan Fox or something cool, smoking a blunt with Future maybe. I don't know. You better have something amazing to do because otherwise you are missing out. And the other thing, my only other takeaway is housing on Adesanya. I mean, nope. Send it on Adesanya. You want to pay. You want to pay rent. Throw it on Adesanya. All right. You can hold Hyatt inside accountable if he loses. All right. It's gonna be heavy, heavy money. You're gonna have to pay a little bit. You got to drink the juice. It's worth it, baby. (laughs) He's going to win. There is no risk. Don't look at the risk box. Just look at the payout box. (laughs) Yep. All that matters. He's not losing. Yes, sir. Take your take your weekly paycheck or bi-weekly and throw it on Adesanya. I promise. We promise. It does not matter. Yeah, it is hitting. It's coming back. Yep. It, it, you, back. You're getting it back. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we're, let's transition a little bit. Uh, I want to get you guys' opinion because we haven't talked about this, uh, which is a surprise. But the Julio Jones trade. So, Julio Jones uh, was traded to the Titans. Um and the yeah the what did they give up like a fifth and something else or do you guys a know second sec, a, a second and a fifth which seems like highway robbery in my opinion yeah sure um does. but yeah I, I'd, I'd like to get your opinions J- jacob was actually we'll, we'll start with al al buddy what do you think about this trade you can get a bat let al bat lead off here. no let jake my team's okay, yeah. in a fucking let, race okay 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. all right fucking betting odds yeah, favorite right. for him and <laughs> it was a second and a fifth to get him We'll let JT go first. I've done a lot of talking, and his team was heavily involved in the trade acquisition process while I was very outside on this one. So I'll let you bet lead off. All right. So basically, it started like the 27th, where it was like we were betting odds favorites to get Julio Jones, right? And so I thought for sure, you know, Vegas is never wrong. I lose to Vegas all the fucking time. (laughs) And then – yeah, for him to be traded for a second and a fifth, and we were in the talks, and we were like, you know what? That's too goddamn much. <laughs> That's just, you know what? Second and a sixth is the best we're going to do. We gave, like, we, gave like, up, we gave up what for Muhammad Sanu? No, no, the same thing. The same thing. <laughs> we gave up the same thing for Muhammad Sanu. And then, you know, for this to happen twice, DeHop, 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 
was fucking <laughs> yep. traded for a second as well. And I just, I, we have so many bad receivers, man. It's so tough. Jacoby Myers is undrafted, and there's a reason for it. And he's starting for us, and it's just it's hard. I'm really sad about it. It's bullshit. I fucking hate everything. Is Julio a top ten receiver in the league? Because he gets hurt a lot. When he's on he the doesn't field. get hurt a lot. He's had one injury. Oh, chill, 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 chill. Okay, okay, okay. So he's had one like like he like he'll have fantasy droughts where it seems like he's injured, but like he's not like a consistently injured guy. But like they, those count as injuries when you're missing games because of it. And like he missed, I had him in fantasy. He missed multiple like two game stretches here that like he probably played. If I were guessing off the top of my head, ten of the sixteen games. That's not great. Like what, last year or yeah, this this year. Yeah, this last year in fantasy. And I know he this was like one of his best years health wise in a while. When healthy, he's clearly a top yeah, 10 receiver. No, yeah, no but doubt like, about it. Like we've said many times, we think injury is a player attribute. It's the same as speed or height or it anything. Needs to like, be taken into consideration. Because it's not fluky. Like, either you're always injured or you're, you're not. Like, either you fight it. Either you're Frank freaking Gore, where you're just always healthy and yeah. always playing. Obviously, there's some, <laughs> like, there's some flukiness that goes into it. And there's some, you know, this and that. But... Like we said, obviously, when he's on the field, I still think he's top five. Yeah. I think he's so one like, of the greatest of all time. Up, up until this last year, though, he played so from just reading back from like 2014, 15, 16, 14, 16, 16, 15, 9. So, like, okay. pretty consistent. For, for, for a receiver, he's pretty up until this last year with a hamstring, which is good for a receiver. Is he going to get younger and healthier? Yes. Okay. There That's we go. Answered. Asked and answered. <laughs> He's Good. re-aging people. He's aging we have new science <laughs> on the Patriots, and this is why they have been beating us for years. Guys, this they exactly age why. their players backwards. Tom Brady is explained. <laughs> Fuck, we've all been searching for it. How did how was it? Oh, it, looked, it looked like Brady Moss had fallen the fuck off before we got him. It too. sure did. That's no, he, like, 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 it doesn't look like he's falling off. That's not what I'm, I'm just trying to bust your balls. Like <laughs> it still would have been a fantastic trade for you guys. And I would have sent it every time. Mike, my, my argument is I don't know if he is top five receiver anymore. Last year. Nine there, and there's so many. There's a lot of good receivers. Yeah, there's a ton of good receivers that Young. play all 16 games. Yep. Yeah. He's a really good receiver that played nine games and is now 32. I'll take. Uh, I'll take a good nine and held him to the playoffs. Any fucking. I know you would because you're starting Jacoby Myers, but the rest of us <laughs> might not. <laughs> I'm just fucking sad. I know you are. I stared at so many fucking Patriots Julio Jones photoshops. Like, <laughs> For so long, and for him to fucking end up in, on the Titans with Mike with fucking Vrabel is just heartbreaking. On the bright side, he's on the Titans with Mike Tannehill as well. So it's Ryan, he, Ryan. Matt, Matt Ryan. No, you said you said Mike Tannehill, and, oh. and we said uh, Ryan, said, Ryan, said, Ryan Tannehill. Oh, gotcha. Okay. He said Mike Vrabel, so you were in the Mike. Yeah, okay. he, he, I see Jacob, my fuck up. Jacob, yeah, he got you. That's gotcha. on Jacob. Yeah, right? Ryan said, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Ryan. I said Mike Tannehill. Yep, I see. I, I think Mike Tannehill could be good. We don't but, know. Yeah, he's also on the team with Ryan Tannehill, so he didn't upgrade really at all. No, he went from Matt Ryan to Ryan Tannehill, which some would argue is a downgrade. I would say so. 
Like, they haven't, I mean, they had a winning record the past two years, but in terms of franchise success, what have they won ever? I don't remember them being good. They were a half yard away from winning a Super Bowl. Valid. Yeah, it's just, I don't, I, I see what the front office is doing there, but I don't think that gets them any closer to a Super Bowl. No. Well, like, when you, whenever you, like, you're splurging on wide receiver time, you have already, already have A.J. Brown, who, like, like, Julio's early num- numbers and A.J. Brown's mm-hmm. early numbers are pretty similar, yeah. so, like, he's a you know, one of those really good receivers. Like, you want to look at, yeah, you want to look at that and say, oh, we're going to have so many guys. That, there's only one football to go around, guys. Like, and, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot. I shouldn't say a lot of holes in the team because they're talented, but Ryan Tannehill just, it's tough. It's really, really tough to win in the league with a sub our quarterback. He has a great Chad Penny kid impression. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no one, no one can, with their chest, argue with me that Ryan Tannehill is a top half quarterback. No. So you're trying no. to win with a bottom half quarterback. It's really tough, and I say that as someone who did it with Peyton Manning in 2015. The Broncos won with a absolutely bottom half quarterback. They won with arguably a bottom ten quarterback. Peyton Manning was fucking terrible. He was awful. But we also had a top three defense of all time. Do you think the Tennessee Titans have a top three defense of all time? The defense is actually the problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> their corners are bad. They don't have corners. Yeah. Their corners they, are. They drafted a corner with uh, injury issues, though. So yeah. Is, yeah. So. They should be. They should actually. They also be lost right. a corner in free agency. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, like, no. Yep. They're trying to outscore teams and out. They're trying to load up an offense led with Ryan Tannehill. Well, like, I respect – he's a game manager. You can be semi – like, in a perfect scenario, yeah, he might be able to win a Super Bowl with a top five defense ever. Sure. Replace him with Peyton Manning. Broncos might have won the Super Bowl that year. For sure. He could get it done. But nine times out of ten, maybe 95 times out of 100, you can't win with that type of quarterback in the league. It just can't be done. So – Again, I see what they were doing. I don't think he gets anything close to the Super Bowl. The thing, the thing is, my so he's bottom half of the league in quarterback, but I think his ceiling is like bottom half. Whereas, like, if you have a guy whose ceiling could potentially be top half, mm-hmm. like, hey, this dude could either be the best quarterback or the worst quarterback. But Tannehill, that that's not who he is. Yeah, like, you know exactly what you're getting out of him. Oh, we've seen a lot of him. Yeah, too much of him. He's been around for a long while. Like, we know what he can bring to the table. And when he's when he's playing his best, yeah, he could be a league average quarterback, and he can win you some games. You give him a good team, he'll lose on that first weekend of like playoff football every year. Yep. Like you, you give him a, like a good team, he'll get you there for sure. Yeah. Yep. Like, Just to not be enough when yep. it comes time, and we got to nut up when you need a little, little when you need a little more than. Just like your cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't know why we have to take shots. Oh, so. sorry. No, I. I I was thinking similar quarterbacks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Quickly though, Ryan Tannehill, nothing to do with his football abilities, but I think his wife's hot as hell. 
I don't know if you guys have okay, seen okay. him. Yeah, so at least he's winning off the field. Yeah, he's winning off the field, folks. Like, okay. don't, don't take our Ryan Tannehill Listen, slander. He's an NFL athlete, I'll guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, she's really hot. I saw her at Texas A&M when he, – he was at Texas A&M, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. She's hot as hell, so props to him. Yep. Um, if you're a quarterback in the NFL, I just think you just – you always have a hot wife. It's like goes one and two. I mean, Tom Brady set the bar, obviously. Yeah. Um. So yeah, shout out Tom. Christian fucking Ponder had a dime piece. Yeah, Chris. If Christian Ponder can get a dime, if you were in the NFL and your quarterback, I still follow her to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Pot. Sam Ponder. Right? Yeah. Sam yep. Ponder. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. She probably had a more successful career than Christian, and that's oh, yeah. not stretching it by much. No. Oh. Betting favorite. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we got a little breakdown of the Julio trade. Uh, let's transition to something that's been going on that's major to us, but the NBA playoffs have been just wild. I mean, we have a chance for a team that hasn't won in what over half a decade or at least twenty-five years. I mean, it's someone's ending a massive drought this year. Yeah, no matter what, who wins from this point on, whoever comes out of the West has never won it, and whoever comes out of the East hasn't won it in the past like. 30 years so regardless a drought is ending it is a wild playoffs but fuck the nets fuck the nets that's my i was gonna ask you guys that are the nets for real like they not embarrassed they they basically destroyed the south except for one game in which jason tatum basically you know put his dick out and was like fuck you guys i'm winning this game but other than that one game rolled the south which they were what a 500 team during the regular season so not not a big accomplishment. They're a 500 team missing their second best player and all star, potentially all NBA shooting guard, Jalen Brown. Not trying to make excuses. They would have beat us regardless because the Celtics were the worst fucking Celtics I've seen maybe since I've been alive. But so that doesn't say much. But the fact they're beating the Brakes off the Bucks so far this series without James, without James Harden. Yep. Harden, unbelievable. It says a lot. Super upset. And it, quite frankly, yeah, it upsets me. Okay, so this le- leads to a good point. So MVP, right? Most valuable player. So P- James Harden was in conversations, right, for MVP. He gets injured, and all of a sudden his team's still rolling. But does we, that? Does, we knew he shouldn't have been. Though. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Every, yeah everyone, everyone's known James Harden isn't a real MVP. Maybe when he was on the Rockets, sure. When he was doing, I mean, he's still putting up a lot of numbers, but they didn't need him. Even the Nets knew they didn't need him this year. He wasn't part of their plans until he pretended to get fat and force <laughs> his way out. He's he's irrelevant. And, um, they're fucking rolling without him. He's not an MVP. I agree. I think, like, it just it all started with LeBron when like the league just unanimously decided we can't give LeBron MVP anymore because everyone in the league knows he's MVP, yeah. which I think is kind of bullshit. It's like, dude. I mean, I get it. Like, I don't know. What do you What do you guys think? Like, because like almost seven years in a row, LeBron should have won MVP, and what he won two. Well, like, and he would prove it every year by like leaving in the same exact team with the same exact makeup, just fucking flounder right after going to like the finals. Like he. I don't know. He, they just have to really decide basically who the fans wanted to win it, Yeah, it's really not. It's it's not a most valuable player award. That's what it's named, but it's not. It's most impressive season award. I kind of like that. Am I, most I impressive yes. season considering the player? 
Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like um, most impressive season based on like the factors you're given, based on what they did last year, what they, what you were expecting of them, how well their team did, you know, these things. But when a team, it's the same thing with, you know, Giannis. He won two in a row and puts up the exact same stats, or you can't talk about him anymore. He's not winning the third in a row. They did it with Steph Curry. Puts up these insane stats. Pretty damn close to the Manum's fucking MVP stats. Eh, you've seen it before. That ain't nothing. You gotta do raise raise it a level again. They always want you to raise the bar, and it's just like it's it's just not the most valuable player award. No. Realistically, it should be the player that when you take them off the team, their wins and losses show it the most. It's just not. Which was my beef. Oh. No, like basically once you win it, then you have to also be the most valuable player on the team and have the craziest fucking stats. Like you have to jump through so many fucking hoops. You have to be the most, you have to be the MVP while also outdoing your last season's MVP and the season before that's MVP. Yes. Like you have to, you have to raise it each year. Just because, so LeBron won, won it last year, and this year puts up the exact same stats, slight two two points less per game, but was still far and away the best player in the league and the best stats in the league. Doesn't matter, he didn't do as good. Stats aren't he didn't he didn't raise his game. We saw that last year. Give it to someone else who raised their game. Even if it's not as good as LeBron, he raised their game. Well, shouldn't that be the most improved player? No. <laughs> no, nope. can't do that. That would make too much sense. They use it to raise the publicity. Yeah, exactly. Instead of like just naming who's the most valuable player. Yep. Which uh, leading into that, so Jokic was just announced MVP, which I thought was weird because I didn't think awards were announced till the end of the season. So am I just way off on that, or what's going on there? Typically they are, but you also have to remember this is a weird season. I, that's true. That's true. Everything is off. Everything is pushed back. Everything is pushed up. Everything is flip flopped around, and nothing makes sense. In fucking what three weeks of off season, which is completely like not not even yeah. close to how it normally is. But yeah, so some weird things came out with the MVP award. So D Rose gets a vote, gets a vote, which is weird. Like he was the MVP. Yeah. Well, I love D- we all love D Rose on this on this podcast, but it's just absurd that he gets an MVP vote. And then on top of it, I think Lillard got like one or something, or like Lillard got completely disrespected. Which that that Portland that Portland team is not making the playoffs without Damian Lillard. They are they are like awful without Damian Lillard. They're for sure picking in the top five. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't give a fuck about the lottery odds or what. They're for sure picking in that top five. Yeah, like. I don't know if you have so like a healthy Jamal Murray, I guess. When did he go out? Uh, halfway through the season, I would say. Jamal, or was it later? It was later. Okay, three quarters. Like, I guess, who do you guys think would be the worst team without like Jokic or without Dame? Well, if they have a Jamal Murray, I don't think. I think they're still yeah. decent. Yeah, they they'd still be decent. And like, like yeah. my thing is, I I don't want to take away at all from Jokic yeah. because I do think he is a deserving MVP. I think Jamal Murray's a little – I think he's talented. I think he's a little overhyped. Denver's probably slightly better without Jokic than the Blazers without, are without Dame. Maybe, though. 
Like Jokic does so much for those dudes, and it's you can see it now. They're still playing. Yep. Who the fuck have you seen their starting lineup? <laughs> they have two guys that I've never heard of in my life starting in the playoffs. Companzo or whatever. Companzo <laughs> and like Mikhail Hill or a uh, dude. Like what the fuck? And they're winning games. That's unacceptable. You can't be doing this. And they're led by a dude who has more body fat than all three of us in this in this room combined. <laughs> Doesn't look like a pro athlete. Doesn't move he doesn't like, leave doesn't, the ground. Doesn't move like a pro athlete. None of us have seen him leave the ground ever. He's the slowest human being to ever play a professional sport, but he's so talented. So I don't want to take away from what he's done because he is incredible. He is unique as fuck. But the disrespect towards Dang is just absurd. D Rose getting one. I I didn't even know that. I'm not gonna lie. That's. So whoever whoever made that vote needs to not be allowed to vote cast votes Like I'm not joking. Like they clear, yeah. they clearly take that job as a joke. Like just because you can't let your bias just because you they said it was a fans vote. It was oh, a, yeah. Okay. Really? Okay. I didn't. Fans, I, don't, I fan, fans don't get a vote. Yeah. Fans what the fuck? Okay, we can't let fans get a vote on MVP. Fans are fucking idiots. People are fucking idiots. Look who we've set as our presidents. <laughs> Every single one of them has been a fucking moron, and we picked them. We're the f- we haven't liked a single president ever. They've all fucked up. We picked all of them, guys. We put them there. We're the fucking morons to get mad at then. Like, what? Why are we letting these motherfuckers pick? Don't let us pick. Let the experts pick. They're the ones who know what they're looking at. Don't let the ones who watch fucking Twitter highlights pick. Well, what, the seven-year-olds? who go spam fucking and hashtag NBA vote MVP Dame Lillard. They'll go, they'll sit there for 30 minutes typing in their fucking boy because he made a shot for him in 2K. <laughs> you can't let those kids pick. Like, what, that, that's dumb. There should be no fan vote for the awards. Those awards, those awards dictate how much those players fucking earn in their contracts. Making, making all pros, getting MVP awards, getting all defensive. Those determine how much, whether you get a spike in your fucking, whether you get a bonus in your fucking paycheck. Why are we letting seven-year-olds on Twitter dictate that? That's dumb. That's right. the dumbest yeah. thing I've ever fucking heard. It would be different if they chose someone, like, respectable. Oh, like, if they were doing a decent job yeah. at it. But, 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 <laughs> but clearly it's flawed. The right, guy, the, the right guys aren't making it there. <laughs> Damian Lillard gets almost as many as D. Rose. That's absurd. That's, that's fucking absurd. Damian Lillard should have been number two on the list without a doubt. I don't know. 100%. I don't know who. Like the only other one you could argue would be LeBron James, but he wasn't anywhere close to an MVP after he got injured. Yep. Like he's thirty-seven. What do you want out of him? He's gonna get injured at thirty-seven. He's a fucking grandfather. At this and a point. short offseason. And a short yeah. offseason. Oh, he played in the finals, by the way, guys. He got the shortest offseason of anyone. Them in the Heat got the shortest offseason. They got like three weeks. Thirty-seven-year-old been doing this for. 18 goddamn years. Of course he gets injured halfway through the season. So yeah, I was going to ask you guys about that because I, I was curious. It seemed like injuries were up this year. Uh, it seemed like a lot of rest games occurred. Uh, but do you think the short NBA offseason had something – obviously, like, it had to have some effect, but do you think it had as big of an effect that, like – not that you could use it as an excuse, but just, like – I look LeBron James for yes. instance, like yeah. I I want to cut you off and say yes. yes. Let's I, hear. I think it had a, I think it had a ton of it. Have you guys? I, 
we were, I mean, we all here work fucking easy ass jobs. We're not professional athletes. You work six days in a row. You ever felt how fucking tired your body is, your mind is? Try doing that for six straight months. All right, now you get two weeks. Now you're gonna do it for another eight months. Go. Oh, but also, you're playing a professional fucking sport. And you're gonna work out every fucking day. And you're gonna do it at the highest level against the highest fucking paid athletes in the world and the best at what they do. Do it at the highest level. Take three weeks off. Go. No. Of course you get injured. You're going 100% for that amount of time with that little rest. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. You're going to get injured and there's going to, I'm, I can't even blame people for taking the rest off, you know, skipping games, even when they're not injured. Like I fucking hate it. It pisses me off. And as a fan, I think it's bullshit. Like if you paid a ticket to go watch this fucking team and your boy didn't play, you know, you go to watch Golden State and Curry didn't play. You're watching a bunch of nobodies. You just paid how much money to watch garbage. Like that sucks. I get it. But if you look at it from their perspective, doing it every fucking day, and they give you three weeks, and you've been doing this for 17, 18 years, now, if you're abusing it and taking advantage of it and going to fucking birthday parties and you're going to skip a game here and skip a game this week and skip a game that week, that's a different story. Cry Irving, I'm talking to you. <laughs> but... The guys who have been doing this shit for 18 fucking years, who are 30 plus years old, who had three weeks off, you know, played deep into the playoffs, had less week time off, their body's aging, they're fucking sore, they actually have injuries that they're dealing with and trying to rest, they're actually trying to rest themselves, yeah, yeah, do it, man, just because you didn't, you haven't pulled something yet, just because you haven't torn something yet, doesn't mean you don't have an injury that you should rest up. Like, I, I get that. Like, there's a, I'm, I'm a happy medium here because I really hate it. Like, I fucking hate what Kyrie does. And I hate what a lot of, like, I hated what Kawhi did. Like, I hate when we were faking injuries. I hate what Kawhi still does. He still does it to this day. I don't know why I said did. He still <laughs> does it to this day. I'm fucking bold management. Shut the fuck up. God. 26 years old or whatever, 27. Yeah. On load management. And, like, so, like, it frustrates me. It's really annoying. Yeah, I mean, they're getting paid millions to play a game, but you also have to take yourself and put yourself in their shoes. They're grinding every day. They're practice. They're days off. They're lifting heavy weights. They're running sprints. Their body's still working. Those muscles are still working. You get a certain age, 35, 36, 37, dude, there's nothing. There's no amount of fucking pills, protein, fucking shit needles you can shove in your ass that's going to take that soreness away like your body father time is undefeated your body will hurt you're going to have to rest it's like i get it there's i get both sides i guess is what i'm trying to say but at the end of the day yes the shortened off season for sure fuck them up and another thing i don't think people realize is like dude bodies aren't supposed to move like that like first a body like lebron shouldn't even be possible but then to move in a way it does or like when zion ripped the shoe like regardless if it was an old shoe or not like the shoe fucking ripped because dudes aren't supposed to move like that or that big like that that amount of force that amount of fucking the physics of it yeah that amount of force acceleration time fucking velocity (laughs) not supposed to stop that fucking quickly no. That just wasn't supposed to happen. The shoe wasn't designed for that. 
280 pound man stopping right fucking there, right on a dime. Nope, not supposed to happen. It just can't happen. We can't do that. We don't. We don't have fucking material thick enough to sustain that, man. Lose some weight. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Lose some. Lose some weight. Lose some speed. Lose some power. Do something. We don't have shoes that could do it. That's just yeah. It's it's insane how fucking dudes like that. I mean, all of them, honestly. LeBron, Zion. Yeah. You look at Stephen fucking Adams, Rudy Gobert. Look at these seven for Joel Embiid. Fucking. Seven foot two, seven foot three, like two hundred and forty plus, moving like a goddamn ballerina at times. Like it's fucking crazy, yeah. absolutely fucking insane. Well, and then it's that pressure on there. I mean, I don't know medicine, but like the joints and the the ligaments and stuff. Like normal dudes that size don't move like that. And now you got a dude going full speed. Like, of course they're gonna get injured. Like, how do you not? Like, what are they supposed to do? Take a pill that just yeah. Mess- Especially, I mean, you always you always see so many injuries in the knees especially yep. with those big guys like think about it logically how much do you really think your calves weigh out of so out of the rest of your body weight your knees have to hold up all of that and they hold all of that force every time you fucking cut like every time you fucking bend down they're pulling all that back like that's so much on your knees every fucking movement so those big old fucking centers those fucking 240 pounders that's at least 200 fucking pounds <laughs> every time they're fucking cutting, making those nimble little Euro steps that all the seven footers are trying to make now. Every yeah. time they're trying to make these juke cuts. No, dude, why do you think Shaq just dumped over people? That big fat fucking body couldn't move like that. They didn't want a fucking Euro step. We're going to tear something. Go over them. Go through them. Joel Embiid wants to flop every time. Well, that's why you don't play half the games every year. You want to flop and flail and hit the ground. Well, that's why your fucking tailbone's broken. That's why you're fucking, that's why you just tore your meniscus. That's, that's why this shit happened. Stop flailing that big ass body. It can't handle that. You're 260 at least. Yeah, like oh, he's sure. massive and he just throws his body and then wonders why he's injured all the time. Like, dude, there's no amount of training, exercise, physical therapy that's going to allow any knee or body part to sustain that amount of weight getting thrown around. It just, it's, that's not... It's not realistic. And, like, your average fan just doesn't realize that. They're just like, well, these guys are always hurt or they're resting. It's like, bro, you're not supposed to move like that. It's just fucking impossible. Oh, man. Some fans, man, they're just so uneducated. But it pisses me off. But I want to wrap up with one last thing. Just a question. Is boxing a joke nowadays? I mean, we got more people tuning in to some stupid-ass YouTuber boxing some goofy-ass motherfucker uh, over, like, an actual, like, legit boxing match of, like, two dudes who are so talented who would smash either one of these YouTube and whatever. I mean, is boxing a fucking joke? Like, you can't do this in the UFC. You, you throw in a, a dude who doesn't know what he's doing, he didn't get knocked the fuck out. Like, it just doesn't work like that. Like, I, yeah, is boxing a joke, I guess is my question. Uh, uh I guess the biggest part with this is like, but long boxing is way over respected in like <laughs> martial arts and like for Americans, like it's the weirdest shit. Cause it's like the farthest thing from fighting. Cause most fights end up on the ground. And like when they started the UFC, they basically, it was just fighters from different like arts and boxers just got their asses kicked. 
Like, it was just basically mixing all the arts. Boxers got their asses kicked. They didn't stand a fucking chance. That's what we think is, like, the best fighters. Like, people say Muhammad Ali is, like, the best fighter of all time. And that's just not fucking true. <laughs> that dude would get his shit wrecked by, like, a shitty UFC fighter. Like, it's not, it's, it's the weirdest shit. And so, like, it's a weird art that you can kind of learn and kind of, like, hang around. But it's been so manipulated and fucked up with money and everything that it's just now... Logan Paul's fighting Floyd Mayweather, and it's a fucking shit show, and nobody cares about any actual fights anymore. Like, nobody could tell me, like, what's the, what fights are coming up for, like, the bantamweight division in there. Like, there's some light division for that. Like, nobody could fucking tell you. But they, nobody gives yeah. a fuck. But they know Logan Paul's fighting Woodley. Yeah, they know, yeah, they know, yeah, yeah Jake. Jay, yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck. Yeah, the Logan, there's one giant yeah, tool no, bag, they're but... They're both douchebags. Yeah, exactly. But they, they know that, like, they, they might not even know who Woodley is. Like, they might have not paid attention to the UFC, but they know that those two are fighting. And it's just, it's turned the whole sport into a fucking joke, and it already is a joke from, I mean, yeah. my understanding. I mean, Al, buddy, what do you think? To sum up, it, I'm sure there are some people that appreciate the sport, that enjoy it, but to us... It is a joke because to us, it is essentially practice for the sport that we watch. Yeah. Every single day, UFC fighters go in and they practice their boxing because that is one fourth of an aspect of MMA. It's not even like, it's not even all of striking because no. boxing, you can't even use your feet. Kickboxing would be the full equivalent of striking. Muay Thai is kickboxing, you can't even knee. Yeah. So Muay Thai would probably be the closest thing to. Even I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. They, they all have their Muay Thai is close. That's why like most like people learn Muay Thai most of the time. Yeah, like, like it's, it's pretty close. It's literally like, one tiny little aspect of it. It's only the hands. Whereas these guys use hands, feet, knees, elbows, chokes, arm bars, jujitsu, like the whole nine yards. We got it all. Well, you, you have to you're, like you're using on top of your striking. You have to defend a takedown top of that so you can't just stand up like a fucking boxer so you can't you can't do what floyd mayweather does when logan at the end of the first round just spewed a bunch of garbage ass punches and flailed on him and you see floyd just put his gloves up around his head and just curl up into a turtle shell that's not a thing in mma because you do that you're gonna get picked up and dumped on your fucking head <laughs> and then you're gonna get your face beat into the ground like that's not an option that's that's the and that's actually the most insane option like if you did that, you get cut from the UFC immediately. Like if someone ran at you and you immediately just, just right here, just curled up your arms around your head and just didn't move, just sat in the corner and didn't move, you'd die. You'd legitimately fucking die. Like, so fucking quick. Yeah, it's, and like, if you just look at the product that's put on, like, if you look at, like, even, like, a shitty UFC card, but, like, just, and then watch, like, a good boxing card. It's just not even close. Like, because dudes are tying up, they're getting broken up, like, it's slow. Like, it might go to the ground, but dudes are still getting punched in the face on the ground. Like, shit's happening. Dudes are moving. Like, boxing, it can be a whole lot of fucking nothing for a long time. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a dead sport. It's stupid. It's like, there's a reason nobody watches jujitsu matches or kickboxing matches or shit like that. And also, I want to cut in and say, there's a reason that the YouTubers are going to that sport yep. because it's the easy, why, 
Logan, Logan and Jake were wrestlers all throughout their high school careers. They were really good wrestlers. Why do you think they didn't go to MMA? Why do you think they chose a complete different sport to go to? Yep. Because it's way fucking easy. It's one aspect of a big spectrum of MMA. Yep. They already had the wrestling. They already had part of the spectrum. They said, fuck it. We don't even want to get the rest of it. We're just, we'll, we'll just go start from this one. We'll only do this. Like, because it's easier. It's just facts. Like, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's, it's a fact. It is one. They literally practice that in MMA. They practice the boxing for one segment of their practice. Yep. And then we move on to wrestling. Even, and then even a lot of guys just, don't even box, even don't even just straight up box. Like they do straight, just do kickboxing. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's like, like, just like, never like, just straight box. Because it's just such an unrealistic situation. Yeah, and how I, many how many guys are you gonna fight out on the street? That's all right. No feet, no knees, no elbows. Back of the heads, no. If we get close, don't, hey, definitely don't take me down. <laughs> no wrap ups. Straight on. All right, square up, go. But that doesn't happen. Every fucking street fight you've ever seen in your life, one dude takes a wild fucking swing, the next dude grabs a hold of them, some dude gets dumped on their head, and they get beaten to the fucking ground. It's a street fight. That's how it goes. No one squares up because it. No street fight has ever looked like an MMA fight even. No street, no street fight has definitely ever looked like a boxing match. <laughs> and you notice I don't call boxing matches fights because they're not. No. It's, it's, it's sparring. They're sparring. It's not a fight. I don't call these guys fighters. They're not fighters. You can take one thing from this episode. Just never call a boxing match a fight. If you're, like, you're going to watch boxing, like, some boxing on the weekend, you'll say, are you going to watch fights this weekend? No. It's not a fight. <laughs> preach it yeah i mean and like the only thing is i do feel bad for those boxing homers like the dudes who were back in the old days like muhammad ali or whatever the heck and you know they, they loved that type of boxing because these youtubers just came in and ruined it like they're just like they're just shit on their sport like yeah your sport's actually like a joke and we're gonna make it into that that's their ass for not falling in love with the ufc though i, I didn't like that's, that's they should have evolved at ufc yeah. ufc was the evolution of boxing and they tried to fight it and said no no no, no we're, we're two separate things but you're not. We just evolved. We're 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 learning and growing. We your, took your, your sport, sport is, your and sport made it better. Dying. Yeah, your sport is dying. We're making it better. But nope, that's not a thing. We're gonna do our own thing. We're not going to promote ever. We're just going to keep everything to ourselves and keep the super basic fucking sport. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy that a YouTuber can learn how to do it. In like two years. Yeah, really quick. They and brag all the time about how little they've been doing this. Isn't that a, every single time they brag about that? Shouldn't that be disrespectful to every dude who thinks boxing is tough? Yeah, yeah, spot on. The dude who's been doing it, a dude who's own one against another YouTuber, just stepped in the ring and went eight rounds with supposedly the greatest boxer of all time. Really, really? In another sport that that's feasible. In another sport that an athlete. YouTube even competes, even competes with the greatest of all time in that sport. But literally not. There's, there's not. There's zero. You give me zero <laughs> examples. There are just none to be found. That's, that is, in my opinion, why it's a joke. Someone could argue with me. Someone could have a different opinion. It's acceptable. I just but, think, but I they're, just wrong. Think they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're wrong. <laughs> All righty. Well, we're going to wrap up the show here. Uh, yeah, just kind of a first episode, kind of feeling it out. Uh, it was fun. And, you know, we didn't 
didn't get too debatey, but I promise you, it's uh, future episodes can get pretty wild. Uh, we're just kind of getting our feet wet, as they say. I think that's a saying. Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. a saying. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess quickly, a uh, quick shout-out to the Coda Cappers Sports Network. Uh, you can find – I think they'll be dropping this episode and then at Coda Cappers, obviously. And then shout-out to the editor man at Coda Capper Pace. Uh, and then our specific Twitters, uh, at DJLow4422. Uh, at FayJT, capitalize the F and the JT. I don't think you have to worry about capitalization on Twitter handles, do you? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. But so just that FayJT. When I typed it in to re-sign back in, it was really important. Okay. <laughs> so, like, that was the Oh, shit. Yeah, wrap it up, Al, buddy. Uh, at AlexLong02. So yeah. If you follow me, you will get a lot of nonsense tweets. I apologize in advance. I like to ramble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we go off on the Twitter sometimes, and other times you won't hear for us for weeks. I mean, that's true. Jacob got locked out of his account for, fuck, half a year. Yeah, that was unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you, sometimes we're, we're in and out. But, yeah, uh, definitely uh, first episode, like I said. But we will be back next week and just keep this going. And, yeah, we'll see how it goes. So thank you for listening. Have a good one. Y'all stay high and inside.